Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for February 8th, 2015. Today's podcast is given by Amy Jack Steen, co-pastor with Russ Steen at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon this morning addresses the topic, Choosing Your Family of Faith. We don't get to pick our families. We are born into situations or adopted into situations, and with few exceptions to this rule, we are left to accept the fact that we don't get to choose our families. If you could, would you choose who you got? Do not answer out loud, (laughs) especially teenagers. (laughs) Every time I thought my father was being too strict and I secretly wished that I lived in a household with no curfew like many of my friends, my father would say, I might be a strict, mean daddy, but I like what I'm turning out. In hindsight, only in hindsight, I guess I would have chosen him after all. We often call the church our family of faith. And this is something that one does get to choose. I personally think that many have taken this choice thing about church a bit too far. Nowadays, people flit from church to church over the silliest of things. From the color of the carpet, to a comment made in passing on a sidewalk, to a preacher that preaches too long, (laughs) or the music is too boring (laughs) people leave over less than that and then there are the bigger things that push people to leave church and leave one church and choose another like hiring a woman as a pastor that was mine or allowing same-sex marriage to be performed. Big or little, the point is still the same. We get to choose our family of faith. It is a privilege and should not be taken lightly. But because we are so picky, and because we are so fickle, and because we are so moody, I'm guessing it's a good thing that we don't get to pick our family of origin because we would bounce all over the place from household to household trying to find just the right place, trying to fit in and be accepted in places where we feel like we might belong. I've been lucky to have been born into the family that I got. Though far from perfect, it was a bit like hitting the jackpot with everything except the jackpot money. (laughs) It's a good thing then that money does not buy happiness. And I've been pretty lucky in the family of faith choices that I have made. There was the church that I grew up in, which wasn't a choice, I had to go there, but they did give me a solid foundation on which to build a life of faith. And then there was the first church that we served that produced folks like Peggy McIntyre Pelton, who was in our first youth group. 
And then there was the church that we chose as young seminarians who taught us so much about life in the pew, which is the best preparation for life in the pulpit. And then there have been two churches that served to prepare us for this church. And I hope and pray that along the way, I offered something to all of those churches in return. But because of this, we don't just have family in South Carolina, we have family in South Carolina and Kentucky and Alabama. My family that carries the name Jacks and my family that carries the name Dean are so important to me, but my extended family, known as Leesville Southern Methodist Church and First Baptist Church Clinton, Lawrence and Clemson, Crescent Hill Baptist, Mountain Brook Baptist, River Chase Baptist, those people are my real family. We've been here long enough now that I can honestly say my blood runneth Park Road. I hope that it doesn't offend any Jacks or Deans or First Baptist Churches, but the truth is that my Park Road family, my church family, my family of faith knows me better than my family of origin. It's odd, but it's really true. I certainly spend more time with my family of faith, and that's not just because I'm employed here. Back when we were pew sitters and not pulpit preachers, it was the same. My family of faith got a whole lot more of my time, my energy, my money than my family of origin. And so all of this makes me think about Mary and Jesus' brothers and sisters standing outside their house, not able to get at their boy. Because people had taken him over. Jesus came home after some preaching and healing by the Sea of Galilee and then he had climbed a mountain and called his first disciples. And then he came home. He had been busy. He had traveled by boat. He had been a mountain climber. But the people from the sea and the people from the mountain just followed him home. And the house began to get crowded, too crowded. Wasn't even room to eat, even if they could have scrounged up enough food for everyone. Those outside of the family were inside the house. And the family, the insiders, were stuck outside. Couldn't even get in their own house. His family thought he was losing his mind. The religious folks thought he was possessed. One commentary that's been helpful to us, written by Ched Myers, says that kinship was the axis of the social world in antiquity. There was nothing more important than kinfolk. The extended family structure determined one's personality and identity, controlled your vocational prospects, and most importantly, facilitated socialization. In other words, your family made you who you were. For Mark, kinship 
is the backbone of the very social order Jesus is struggling to overturn, which explains why Mark doesn't even give a genealogy. Matthew and Luke, it's very important for us to know from their gospels who Jesus' blood people are, who he's kin to. Mark could care less about that. And he spends this time telling us this series of events at the very beginning of the gospel, just as Jesus is getting started, he's setting boundaries on Jesus' family and what is defined as family and not. If his family cannot accept his vocation, he cannot recognize that they are kinfolk. So Mark introduces this whole new idea of kinship based on obedience, not the family or clan patriarch, but obedience to God alone. So Jesus challenges the traditional authority structures of the Palestinian society. You have to hear how those people would have heard this. He's saying that his blood family is not the most important. He's saying that this new family that he's created, these people that are gathered into this household, these outsiders, these people will be his new family. This will be his family of faith. For whatever reason for today, you have chosen Park Road Baptist Church as your family of faith with whom to worship. Maybe you've been here since 1950. Maybe you've been here for 20 years. Maybe this is your very first time here. But for today, Park Road Baptist Church is your family of faith, and I'm glad you're here. For this moment, this is your community of discipleship. I am quite convinced when Jesus called those first disciples and started his ministry on the Sea of Galilee and on a mountaintop and in a crowded house, that the church of the 21st century is not what he had in mind. With all apologies to Jesus, this is what we've built, even if it wasn't in his strategic plan. This is what we've got. With all of our hypocrisy, with all of our pettiness, with all of our dysfunction, even when we put the fun in dysfunction, there is also a center of grace that is sustained by hope, peace, joy, and love. And sometimes we get it right. Jesus said, whoever does the will of God, that's my family. Whoever does the will of God, that's my family, my true family. That's the family I choose. Today, we have chosen deacons to help us discern and enact the will of God Today we will offer prayers and blessings upon them, but today isn't about these that we've called. It's not just about these. We gather here week in and week out trying to find our way toward God and with God together. It dawned on me that most folks 
Most folks seem to live just fine without a family of faith. But I don't know how they do it. And I don't ever want to know. You are my family. I choose you. I choose you. Isn't it great to be chosen? <laughs> Let us choose each other as we seek the will of God in this place. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.